0: The Red Diamond Courier, an Elder Scrolls podcast. Here are your hosts, Bob Chichinski and Dog Bark24. Welcome everyone to episode 12 of the Red Diamond Courier. I am Bob Chichinski here with my good friend Dog Bark24. Dog, how you doing this week, bud?
1: Doing pretty good, how are you?
0: Doing good, man, doing good. Now, last week, we had Robots on, host of the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. That was pretty awesome. And in the uh, hopes of bringing you guys more awesome content, since you're all stuck at home, being safe for everyone else out there, we have another amazing guest this week, the one and only Lotus of Doom himself. Lotus, how's it going, man?
2: It's going pretty good. How are you guys?
0: Good, man. Thanks for being here. So, why don't you give uh, everyone who might not know like what you do a little spiel about yourself?
2: Sure. Um, I am one of the hosts of the Tales of Tamriel podcast. Um, I stream uh, on Twitch for charity. Uh, it's kind of inconsistent, or I'd tell you when to actually look for me, but that's just not a thing i can keep a consistent schedule on so don't look for me to be consistent with any of that and uh yeah i'm pretty much uh on twitter for my social media stuff as lotus of doom there too just talking about elder scrolls grilling and my ridiculous dog so (laughs) it's pretty much me wherever you can find
0: me it's all good content i can get <laughs> <that>. <laughs> and if you wonder when lotus streams, it is super ridiculously early <laughs> if you live <laughs> on the west coast
2: yeah i was gonna well, yeah. most people even rip on me because it's early on the east coast because <laughs> most people <laughs> yeah most people who game are kind of night owls and uh boots my dog does not really let me be a night owl this is, uh, I guess, all we needed to get me on your show was a uh, pandemic, and we're <laughs> we're here.
0: <laughs> yep, and you know, we take the good with the bad, so we're trying to make uh-huh. the best of it. And we were like, well, we get to talk to Lotus every week because he is our PS4 correspondent, and uh, he was <laughs> like, yeah, you know, this is crazy, and I was like, yeah. He's like, I'm not, you know, going to work right now. I was like, well, if you're so free.
2: Right. (laughs) Yeah. Normally I'm like getting ready to go to bed in like 20 minutes. (laughs) And uh, because I need to be up at like 5 a.m. And it's kind of weird when I have an an, oh, yeah, you need to be up. I don't know. Sometime tomorrow. I'm like, oh, that's a lot easier to work with. (laughs) So could actually swing by for a change. It's kind of nice.
0: Yeah. Very awesome. We're super glad to have you here. So we also luckily have a bunch to talk about. As far as ESO goes this week, we have one active festival. As you guys know from last week, Jester's Festival is still going on. There is a awesome pig you could put together if you haven't already got it and you have horrible RNG like some people. <laughs> if you don't, then you're like me and you already have it. I saw some people have it on like the second day, so I'm like, they must have had some tickets involved
2: there. Yeah, I have like five sevenths of a pig or whatever it is (laughs) mine's not quite done
1: that's very unlucky
2: (laughs) whatever the first box you get each day that's how many pieces of a pig i have
0: (laughs) solid very very solid (laughs) the guaranteed piece (laughs) yep (laughs) so make sure you guys keep hitting that double xp all week um if you're dogged then he thinks he's gonna catch me in cp but I will. No, no, no. Alright. <laughs> 1248 is uh pretty far. Yeah, and
1: 1205, you're no longer over a hundred. So <laughs> really caught up to
0: twelve oh five.
1: Both of like... you guys
2: are dropping twelve hundreds too. <laughs> yeah. Wow, look at that. All right. Yeah, I was gonna say I think I'm twelve fifty 1250 or twelve fifty six or something like Ooh, that. So all
0: well, right. we're all right around yep. the same
2: amount of uh
0: all in the ballpark.
2: Yeah, we're all close to each other in CP.
0: Awesome. That's yeah. cool. Um, but even if you miss out on this one, never fear, because literally the moment it ends, <laughs> the Jubilee Festival anniversary extravaganza, everything is going to start. And uh, yeah, I'll let Dog tell you guys a bit about that. It's his favorite.
1: It is my favorite, yes. All right, so this year the cake will be red, and then we can also get the Chef Ryan Paladin outfit style. We get another Indrik, and on the thing it says it is very cool, and I know Bob doesn't like it, but hey, it's very cool. And in case you don't get it, it's the ice breath.
0: Crickets. (laughs) Cricket. (laughs) Well,
1: I still love whoever wrote that. And I also want to know, will I ever be able to successfully catch them all? Because right now I have them all, except for the ice breath one. So I can't take a nice picture of all of them inside my house.
0: Well, considering it looks like they're never going to stop making Indrix, I don't think that you're going to be able to keep up with it, dog, eventually.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Pretty sure we're just going to be overrun by Indrix again. (laughs) Yep
0: very possible this is quite possible at this point i really thought they were going to do something different after the spectra one but
2: well I... it's kind of i there i mean i don't know how to the Spectre one could have been a funny joke because look the indrix are dead like oh cool <laughs> like we're moving on yeah <laughs> but like, <laughs> right so i thought that could have been a clever outro that wasn't right and then i mean when you think of what indrix are from that's from somerset dude that's like two full years worth of chapters ago, how are we still doing Indrix? We didn't do anything different for elsewhere, which, I mean, I guess it started during that, but it's like, can't we have, like, bears or... What about, like, a fat mammoth or something to ride around? I don't know. Something (laughs) other than an Indrix.
1: Yeah, or, like, even, like, the special kind of centraughts.
0: That would have been cool.
1: Just, like, different colored.
0: I'd love the bears, so that would be an amazing idea as far as I'm concerned, but... I don't know. I guess maybe we'll we'll see something eventually. They can only do with so many drinks before <laughs> dog can't even put that many in his house. Yep.
1: Yeah. So during this event, we can get 65 total tickets. That that'll be five a day, and then you get three when you eat cake, and then you get two
0: more when you kill bosses. That's interesting. Two different ways.
2: Yeah, it's a little both.
0: Gets you out yeah. playing the game as well as just locking in and eating the cake,
2: <laughs> immediately locking out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, kill, eat the cake, and then go kill two dope bosses or something like that.
2: Yeah, dragon world boss or something. I assume.
0: Yeah. The impresario also is going to have some cool new stuff as well as that other Indrik berries. They're going to put out two of them for the event the first two and they're also going to have the cakes that you can put in your house, which I usually am not super crazy about furnishings, but man, that's exciting because I have the original one. So,
2: Yeah. We always take a picture with the, uh, with a group of us where we line them up by year and we all <laughs> stand behind the them. tower. <laughs> yeah. And the tower just gets bigger. And this one's just, instead it's like a, a blood cake. instead. <laughs> but... it.
0: I guess it fits the theme of the year.
2: You know, there you go. See, they were just planning ahead is what it was. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> so if you are wanting to get all the cool stuff during this event, it's pretty easy. All you got to do is dailies, which are literally everywhere. And um that includes, like, crafting writs. You could do... The zone dailies, you could do cyril dailies, literally any any daily quest in the game is going to give you one of these boxes, and you could get all the cool stuff from that, mainly a bunch of like uh, alchemy reagents and motif pages.
1: Yep. And then you can do up to 50 per character,
2: because it's capped at 50. That's a lot. Yeah. (laughs) It is, but you can rifle through some real fast ones, like, cause you got to think all your writs will count. Mm -hmm. And one of the ways we used to farm it back in the day, and specifically uh, last year, it was really useful because you had they had it broken up into like...
0: In each week, yeah. Right,
2: it was like this week was Ritz, next week was PvP, which everybody was like, oh, PvP! It's like, alright, yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> I remember but, that. Yeah, but the one thing that people miss is you don't need to PvP, you can go in and do those real speedy quests in the towns, and that's 12 per town, and I mean... I know you guys are Daggerfall Covenant and all, but if you go to Shadenhall in in the EP zone, I think we got it down that we can do all 12 quests in about 40 minutes. So, yeah, you can rifle off those supply boxes when you do your writs. That, you're basically already halfway to cap, and you've only done, like, two things.
0: We have a really nice one over there, too. Maybe it's... I think it's Coral. Is it?
3: Okay.
1: Coral and on Priory. Yeah.
3: They're
2: oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Close. Yep. Those ones are easy. Yeah, that's where Bro me and
0: Dodge
2: you That's, I was going to say, our factions kind of fight over what, who controls the north. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then Br- Yellow <laughs> tries
0: to sneak in there. <laughs> yeah, they Everyone's can stay down in the
2: bottom <laughs> where they belong.
0: <laughs> they have Blasters and Cropshire, both
1: closer to them.
2: And by closer, <laughs> I
1: mean they still, have to take, they still have to run a little bit. <laughs> yeah. A little
0: bit. So, Dog mentions here that uh, he's le- always looking out for you guys. If you need a resource to like find some dailies that you could do, UESP has an awesome list there. That it's the uh, ESO repeatable quests, and you could go check that out. And it's a perfect way to do it. Lotus, what are you going to be doing to score boxes other than PvP? Everything
2: yeah i i usually i'll hit ritz um just because i do that anyways each day because that's how i make money <laughs> um so that rifles off a bunch of them i usually like to do shade and hall just because i can do it so quick and then it's another good time because a lot of times i don't i will run pledges if people want me to run pledges but mm-hmm. i'm not gonna lie after running pledges for going on well six years being that we're celeb- <laughs> celebrating that yeah um I can pretty much do the original dungeons with my eyes closed at this point. So I don't really have a lot of tank. Yeah, it's like, dude, I don't know. I just hit puncture in a lot of directions and then I just hold block. It's we're all done. Like the DLC ones will still mess you up. But the the old ones, it's like I do those to do them with people, not so much myself. But if I'm getting gift boxes for them because they're repeatable, I'm way more prone to be like, all right, who wants to run dungeons? Just kind of like a recap and stuff like that. So, uh, you'll do those. If there's any zone quests that you can repeat, they'd have decent selling motifs. Like they just dropped that new one and elsewhere, those might be worth doing. Cause if you get the, uh, you get the gift box and you could also get that new one that's selling because it's, you know, the new hotness in motifs,
0: yeah, everyone wants that one. Yep. Yeah, that's a great way to do it because every, like each of the DLC zones at least all have their own uh, motifs that would drop mm-hmm. in those dailies. So, not I would not suggest
2: so worth... Black. Uh, what is it, Black Marsh? I would not <laughs> <Merck> say
0: <Meyer. laughs>
2: Merrick Meyer. It's it's all just one big cesspool down there. <laughs>
0: Yeah, everyone did just farm those. Yeah, the the, the floor fell out of the value on those pretty hard. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Also on Bright Throat gear, like in general, it's like over flooded for sure. And the Golden had Bright Throat rings and necks this year.
1: That's true, yeah. So like the purple jewelry is kind of out of date.
0: Yeah, definitely out of date. So, to end our news, also this week, we had Zoss just apparently give Graymore access, early Graymore access, to a handful of content creators, most of them all the awesome people we usually talk about, and they were able to put together some very limited information videos so it's very early on and they everything that they showed could still be drastically changed but there is a lot of cool stuff in there so we're not going to go super deep into it but we could there's no way we could not mention it because there's some awesome stuff and if you want to go see the videos any of your favorite content creators probably have one. I went and watched Outcast. he's got videos of all of them. Dots gaming also has them. Um USP has some videos up about it.
2: Yep, uh, I really liked Pylon's video from UEsb. He did a good one and it kind of steers away from spoiling much of anything and just kind of deals more with like the lore side of all the stuff, which was what I was kind of interested in more than anything else. Nice. Yeah,
0: I was afraid to watch his because I didn't want to see too
2: <laughs> spoil stuff. <laughs> no, it's basically yeah. like the geography and stuff like that. Like he does like a walkthrough around solitude and stuff like that Um, and like makes references to like, oh, some of the buildings are like this building's kind of like this one. So this will seem recognizable, blah, blah, blah. More of that type of stuff as opposed to any story stuff. Um. So yeah, so knowledgeable. So you never. Well, yeah. It's almost like they're a giant Wikipedia over there. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Right. Or something like that. (laughs) But yeah. So um, the vampire revamp. It is wild. Not only are they keeping the current active skills, other than the ultimate, they changed those a little bit. Made them both better. The uh, you know, tether one is still all right. It's not gonna probably end up being the greatest, but vampire mist got changed really hard. That is actually going to be as it stands now, something that has no timer on it. You could turn it on and just be a vampire misting around as long as you have magicka to sustain. So PvP, that is gonna be pretty wild, especially one of the morphs because uh major evasion. So
2: Yeah, that's pretty nuts. <laughs> because you can be fun. you can cheese some dungeon mechanics pretty hard with mist form too oh yeah that's <laughs> so, <hard. laughs> so that's that's interesting that they're like you know what i don't think it's quite good enough let's make it a little better <laughs> it's, a, it's an unexpected strategy but i mean i guess pe- people definitely test it out when they get the chance and I know that a lot of people were
0: scared it was going to be gone. So not only is it there, it's buffed.
2: Yeah, that was. I mean, that to me would have been the thought process. Although sometimes I don't really know where their direction is going. Sometimes Mm -hmm. they have like a long game that's got like bits and pieces that I'm like, why are you doing that? And until they finish it, it kind of doesn't all make sense until all the pieces are there but it's like with mist form that's almost like some of the old like perma block mechanics you could do it's like yeah I, this isn't supposed to work like this but i can stack all these things together and look my block never breaks and instead they kind of just like it feels to me a little more like all right so you got that whole thing we're going to make it better <laughs> I'm like all right that's fine yeah it's
0: going to be interesting there's So many good things I think coming out of it. I think it might get all the things may get a little nerfed before it comes out because right now it seems so OP. There's also a stun that could stun multiple enemies, and there's a spammable on there that you got to be within melee range. But we were already talking about mag blades, vampires being up in there, like just Mm -hmm. slashing. And being able to super escape with misform and Invisibility. So I think that that's going to be pretty fun. And of course you have the ultimate. And don't worry, Batswarm is still one of the morphs. You could turn into the Vampire Lord with Batswarm still around you. So if that's your thing and you're like, no, but swarm is amazing, don't worry. You're going to be good. You could be a freaking awesome, huge Vampire Lord. And it lasts for a little bit of time not forever like a werewolf or anything so also if you thought it was gonna be way too op like i was kind of scared of don't worry it seems like it's (laughs) it seems like it's gonna be okay i think it's gonna be good
1: yeah uh, i think we'll be seeing a lot of people running a seducer again just because like of one of the passes making it like when you're a higher stage uh vampire your skills go up as well like they're all the cost stuff so
3: Yeah,
0: and I think one of the mores for it, like, currently as it was, was it puts you immediately to Vampire Stage 5 only thing, and it doesn't give you any of the, like, bad things of vampirism. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Now, they also came out with... So they showed the vampire stuff... And then there was also a bunch of other videos showing off like stuff about the zone, like USPs and you have streamers going through it, like Kyle Dempster. And um, you have videos where they're showing the antiquity system as well. So that is another huge part that is really exciting that we wanted to mention, and it looks like it's gonna hold up to how excited everyone was about it like mini games oh, yeah. and all kinds of fun stuff
2: apparently they're pretty hard too um at least preliminarily if that's what they stick with um because uesp with pylon he was he was saying how complicated they were he even mentioned like either i'm really bad at these or these are way more difficult than i was expecting
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah but then, when he was searching for the area, he said it took him like twenty minutes or. Yep.
2: An hour. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. <Thanks God. laughs> yep. So, I'm curious. I, I think it'll largely depend on how many options there are available. Because, I mean, if it if it's a simple puzzle that you can basically, even if you suck and fail it a bunch of times, you can eventually just get the answer or look up the answer if you just you know let enough time pass. But if there's enough variety, maybe it'll keep it interesting because like, I mean who actually does surveys based on the map? You just Google it and then just go get the survey. Oh, yeah. Or you have an add-on if you play on PC. Like... And <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: well, then I use the ESO app on uh, my phone to mm-hmm.
2: tell me where all those stuff are. Yep, yeah. I've got mine quick saved on my laptop which I always have on the second screen. <laughs> so I just, I'm like, yep, there it is.
0: Yeah, I like... I was happy to see that it shows a little area on the map, at least, because if it was just, like, the pull up and look at it thing again, I was going to be really bummed because, like you guys said, I, everyone just defaults to that. Like, right. Can, no and one it, is, mean,
2: it's fine the first couple of times, but when you're doing your 10, you know, ten, twenty, eightieth yeah. 20, 80th time of the same survey, it's like, all right, like, can we smooth this along and you just give me the items?
1: Or like the City Borders like skill line for like the third or fourth time. Woof.
0: (laughs) I don't know if I could listen to the Augur of the Obscure one more time (laughs) after how many times I've had (laughs) to do (laughs) that city skill line, dear good. I love that dude.
2: Keep doing it eventually. It starts losing its luster.
0: But yeah, so there's two skill lines. There was a scrying one, like they said, and the digging one. And um, they do show video, like they show the things in the videos. So it's totally cool. You guys should definitely check it out. The skills that accompany those uh, respective skill lines help during it. They like give you benefits to help accomplish it. Um, there are. Some mythic items that were released, not very many, and none that were really as amazing as the first ones. There was a ring that does extra, a certain percent extra damage to all of your non critical damage. I thought that was pretty cool. And yeah, I think that
1: would be really good for PvP.
0: Yeah, because I mean, no one's really going for a crit build right now in PvP because everyone wears so much impen. So, there will be definitely more Mythic items in the future, and that will be exciting. I don't know how many they're going to do. I think right now there's six out, and um, ESO-Sets.com has all that new kind of stuff. Uh, Everything released, so far at least, there for you to go check out. So, yeah, all this stuff is there for you guys to go check out. As well as um, if you wanted to get the info on the uh, Jubilee Festival or whatever, it's there at EldishGirlsOnline.com as well. Great article there with all the information you are going to need. And yeah, it's cool stuff. I'm glad they did that. I think that it was a cool thing for people to get to see during a time where everyone is stuck at home. <laughs>
2: Yeah, there's a lot more game time floating around these days than I think a lot of people are used to, so.
0: Right.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, so let's get into our state of Cyrodiil, one of everyone's, of course, favorite times. Uh, we do have a little bit to report of Cyrodiil. It's still laggy, pretty much. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's not crashing as much, so that's nice, but if you're going into Greyhost, it's still pretty laggy. We did go check out all of the other ones, and they felt pretty good, and I was surprised to see that the other 30-day, its population is rising on Xbox, so that's kind of cool because it was dead, like it was just Greyhost pretty much, so it's good to see that. I hope that as they continue looking at the uh, input lag kind of stuff, it will help the overall feel of Cyrodiil because it's still right now you could cast some stuff and be like, oh, man, I, I hope everything is going off.
1: Yeah, I think one of the more harder things to cast is your gap closers right now because you just, like, kind of sit there on top of the enemy, staring at them as they spam dizzy swing on you to death, and it's very
0: sad. <laughs> very sad, especially when it's a floor. <laughs> You're not gonna get away. No, that's how you die. <laughs>
1: I should at least be stabbing, or not stabbing, uh, spamming jabs back at him but I can't I'm just standing there
2: <laughs> very very dizzied from all the swings
0: <laughs> yep <Yeah. laughs> very much so so we still hope that you guys go brave the uh, wilds of Cirodale out there um, the more people play the more they continue to uh, fix our stuff right so that's uh, that's how we do it and yep, go fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, right. And go hit some battlegrounds too. I went out and tried some again uh after a couple of weeks of now the solo thing has been going on and they felt a little better. I was I had a few good rounds, so that was cool. As far as the scores go, we are looking at Grey PCNA. This is a new campaign from the last months. Our victors, as expected, were Evan Hart packed They had grown quite a lead, so congratulations to the Skyrim faction and Lotus. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> they have been dominating <laughs> this year over MPC. so that's cool. This week, they are still in the lead of the new campaign with 20k, but it is a much closer... Battle, I guess you could say a d is right behind them with nineteen point seven k and d c is in third with nineteen point six, so it is very close uh d c was about ninety five points back if you want it to be exact, I think, so it's pretty early on, and there's still a lot of fighting to go, and anyone could take that one, so uh go after it, and don't be sad d c We are still carrying the torch over on Xbox for now, (laughs) (laughs) while some of the main guilds are really going hard. We have first place with 82K, AD is in second with 51K, and Ebonheart Pack is in third with 50K. So, Ebonheart won last time, but they're in last this time, and we were in last last time, and we're in first this time. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how that goes, but EP is also very close to AD, so they could catch up there. Dogged, why don't you drop these EU scores for Xbox?
1: Alright, for Xbox, EU, we have 68.6k is EP, and then 63k with is AD in second, and then last place is DC with 57k.
0: Classic. AD is in second, so far in each one, I wonder how that will carry on. To PS4, for the first time, the dude who gets our scores every week <laughs> is here with us to tell them. That is so awesome, Lotus. What drop the scores for these people?
2: So I'm actually pretty excited because I have them up on my second screen right now, so that I can do oh, them about yeah. as live action as possible. Um, and I'm really glad that I get to heroically stare at my flag that EP is in first place. With 65,441 And to your guys' credit Right behind them in second is Daggerfall With 65,305 So we are less than 200 points apart And then down in last place Where they belong is the (laughs) Albany Dominion With 63,549 That's right Right down there, nice and separated, nice gap. <laughs>
0: Man, dude, the competition on PS4 blows me out of the water constantly. It's
2: always a nightmare in there, unless it's, like, <laughs> one of the, um, like, extended campaigns for events or something like that, or, like, a total dead campaign that, like, nobody plays, uh, yeah. like, a, like a no CP 30 day or something when those are up, and it's like, okay, nobody's nobody's in here. And Everybody's just like <laughs> one side flips the map, and then everybody pves <laughs> and pretends that it's pvp. That's like the only time you have like one side running away with it, the rest of the time it's like cutthroat as hell. And
0: <laughs> it really seems like it, and the scores are constantly very close. <laughs> yeah, uh, even this week, first place, like you said, separated by it, like 100. That's
2: yeah, like- it's a hundred and 38, I think it was. And the consoles like are that. coming down to it. We have
0: like nine days left. I yeah, think.
2: yeah, it's getting close.
0: So 21 days in and they're 200 points less than that of apart. That's pretty good. That's wild. Yeah, we got nine days left. Yep. Cool, cool, cool. So as always, we wanted to take this uh, middle portion of our episode to remind you guys that we are part of the wildly popular Robots Radio Podcast Network. That, you know, is just exploding with awesomeness right now during this time of need for everyone. We're pumping out content for you guys. There are awesome shows on there, like you always know. And Lotus has been on now two shows from the Robots Radio Podcast Network. So there you it's go. True. He, he's a legend. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> you guys could go check out robotsradio.net and catch all the other awesome shows over there
1: hey hi do you enjoy being optimistic about bad movies
2: or do you enjoy at least trying to figure out where someone worked really hard on a bad movie
1: well we've got the podcast for you new to robots radio we represent fresh tomatoes the movie podcast
3: each week we look at two movies that did really badly critically but we try to find the good in them and we
1: have segments such as what could have saved it and would you watch it again
3: if you're there on a saturday
2: night you want to watch a bad movie but you're not sure if it's like good bad or bad bad or if you should even bother give us a listen
1: you can find us on robots radio spotify apple podcasts and wherever else you listen
0: to podcasts
2: please come and say hi we love you already
3: (laughs) (laughs) goodbye Goodbye.
0: all right all right all right so lotus of doom from tales of tamriel man i remember when i first started listening to tales i think i was listening to the most current episode for like two weeks and they're like oh we're gonna have this uh guy on like lotus of doom and i was like oh this is cool they have like guests like on it was like the first (laughs) podcast i'd ever heard it's was like oh wow this is crazy i wonder who this guy is he must be like super famous
2: (laughs) surprise you get me
0: (laughs) well you've lived up to the hype man like uh i've always enjoyed your guys content and if you guys haven't checked out Tales of Tamriel, which seems to me super unlikely, because they're so amazing, <laughs> uh, go do it. They're awesome. And they put together the most amazing dumpster fire weekly on Saturday lately.
2: Yep. It's, it's what we pride ourselves on, is wrangling a dumpster fire together and then getting it recorded.
0: <laughs> and, like, very good, man. You guys are the best wranglers. <laughs>
2: No, it's, it's it's weird, actually, because um, in terms of you just kind of mentioning, like, oh, the first time you had, like, heard our show, uh, I still get to think back because I was not an original cast member on the show. I've been there for just over two years, I think, now. Mm-hmm. But the show is turning six pretty soon, <laughs> I believe. <laughs> it came out, like, right before ESO, if my memory serves correctly. So for the longest time... I used to just listen to the show and be like, "Oh man, these guys seem pretty chill." And, and, and then I got to join them after a while and I was like, "Oh, okay." And now I'm like one of the permanent co-hosts and help run the show. I'm like, "Well, this is a strange turn of events over the last couple of years."
0: Yeah, that's awesome that it like uh they are pretty much currently now the longest standing
2: yeah they uh yes. yep i was gonna say it's definitely up there um a skyrim addict actually if you want to refer to skyrim <laughs> because it's not even eso based right. they are technically uh, like the longest longest but it's like yeah eso wise it's like um after uh, elder scrolls off the record stepped down We've been running for so much longer uh, since then. It's like now we're the longest running one, which is like it's crazy to think when you start talking about things in years <laughs> as opposed to episodes.
0: I can imagine we, we're we still we're cruising right now. <laughs> hey, you
2: guys have been like on fire. I, I was very glad you uh, got to actually get yours started. And then, you know, I got to meet you in Vegas. Yeah, you had to say hi reason. in person <laughs> for that cool event so it was like no that was it was a good time to start a podcast like right before that thing started so
0: yeah it was it uh kind of was not even our plan you know it, t- it took us a while to get going and then it actually came to the point where i was like okay now it's like vegas is here so like we have to get this thing out like <laughs> <laughs> this is like our time So it worked out perfectly yes that much Yeah. But speaking of other Elder Scrolls games that aren't ESO, um, I figured we could just let you go talk about that right <laughs> off the rip because that's kind of your thing right
3: now.
2: Yeah, recently, um, after a, a weird segment last year where I made a joke <laughs> that um, there's a lot of Elder Scrolls games that nobody plays, <laughs> um, a, a lot of people wrote in about like different things just like to the show mentioning different things. it's like, oh man, there's some really funny ones. And before, right when I first joined the show, I had played through Elder Scrolls Red Guard or Elder Scrolls Adventures Red Guard. And that game sucks. Uh, Like real hard. It's, (laughs) it's basically uh, that old nineties, 2000 style tomb Raider platformer game, except worse, uh, much worse. And with really bad voice acting, um, I that's that's so far the only Elder Scrolls game I can say that I have not enjoyed. <laughs> but I played through that, and then went back to it. Morrowind is my favorite uh, Elder Scrolls three. But then, like people have mentioned, like oh, what about one? What about two? What about Battlespire and stuff? And we brought up a joke about Shadow Key and how nobody owns an end gauge, and I said I would buy a copy of shadow key from eBay. If I could get a hold of an engage and I was sent an engage, which kind of surprised all of us. I was like, Oh my God. Um,
0: That's how you ended up with that engage. I never knew
2: that. Yes. um, (laughs) um, And, and I, I, because I said it, I was like, all right, I, I I guess I'm playing through shadow key on the end (laughs) gauge. (laughs) <laughs> and i did and um it was rough to play but it meant well um it tried <laughs> um but it it really wasn't that bad it it was it was hampered by what it was on more than the game itself it felt very much like an elder scrolls game and um that kind of uh, People apparently enjoyed listening to it and seeing my crappy screenshots of it because that screen is like, I think it's two inches tall and an inch wide and it reflects really bad and it's only monochrome. So yeah, it's rough. Um, But then due to popular demand of that, basically I said, I'll play through the whole series now so that I can connect all of them. And I've been playing through Elder Scrolls 1 Arena, which I am shocked how much elder scrolls one arena is directly like sections of it are straight up in elder scrolls online which is nuts fang layers in there uh the halls of colossus uh selene's web like it's crazy how much like they draw from the game from 1994 (laughs) and put in to this MMO that we're all playing right now in 2020 it's pretty nuts
0: yeah honestly the fact that they have any of it is like I mean you expect some of it but direct things like that small like wow
2: yeah like maybe a, a nod here or whatever but like when the first dungeon dungeon like oh you know you're collecting these staff pieces in the game and the first place they're like, "Oh, we found a staff piece. It's in Fang Layer." I'm like, "Boy, what?" It's like, okay, that's right. granted. Fang Layer doesn't look like it does in ESO, but nonetheless, it's like, it's the locations of them are pretty much the same on the world map, which is pretty crazy. But yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's been kind of blowing my mind, and it's other than getting to chat with people when I when I do it live and save the episodes on Twitch and stuff like that that's super fun and makes it way more entertaining but kind of trying to see what's next and like and almost one i'm almost wondering if like i'm unintentionally seeing things that are in the roadmap for eso later down the line and i just don't realize it yet (laughs)
0: That would be crazy. To me. <laughs>
2: right? Like if
0: you keep playing and then we get to a point where you're going to Graymore, I'm gonna be like, Oh my goodness.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, had I started this project before, like before Dragon Bones dropped, like say I yeah. decided to play, I would have been like, Oh, this is Fang Lair, I've never heard of this. And then they dropped the trailer. I'm like, Fang Lair, like <laughs> But yeah, it's 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 pretty nuts. It's pretty nuts. So I don't know. I I've always enjoyed the links that the series has to each other even if they're not um direct continuations of stories cuz they're separated by so much time it's kind of hard to make a story <laughs> not get dull over that much time and also still have it accomplish stuff so i just like it as the setting and they kind of have like nods to the other games
0: yeah even like for the halls of colossus cuz i remember When they were talking about, like, the Halls of Colossus and stuff, and everyone was kind of, like, speculating, like, Mm -hmm. what's going to be in there or whatever, Um, I remember reading something about Jaeger Tharn doing something with the Halls of Colossus and, like, leaving something deep in there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, what if that's why Abner Tharn wanted to go open the things in the first place? He's trying to go like find his like great ancestors like thing and then it ends up like he opens it and it's a bunch of dragons. And then like you end up going there when you're fighting like against Jaeger Tharn. I'm like, dude, that's this is all crazy. I love how the Lord's <laughs> universe ties together.
2: Well, that's just it. It's it's like nuts. So that's where i'm supposed to be right now in my playthrough is i'm trying to get to the halls of colossus and i'm down in elsewhere and i was talking to these people in the mages guild and they're like oh yeah so our ancient tablet got stolen and it's in the hall of uh know, christ how do you say this agamemnes because i make notes of this <laughs> stuff so that i can actually remember any of it but they're making reference to it being the stone tablet that has the uh the the ability to open the halls of colossus i'm like dude is that a wrath stone in an arena <laughs> like what is this <laughs> oh my god that's insane <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i mean i think they might have given it a name and like a cool design in eso but it's like clearly that seems like it was based on the tablet thing that you're searching for to get there in arena which is that's nuts
0: that's wonderful man they dude The more you uncover of it, it just keeps relating. And uh, (laughs) like he said, he is streaming this on Twitch for people to see. He figured it out. And it's been crazy to watch (laughs) your, uh, like... The first time we started streaming it, there was like a small group of us watching and it was Oh like my lord. And then the second time it was like more people were like coming in and like now <laughs> it's like there's like last time there's like 40 people. The, yeah, <laughs> on the, the anniversary we had
2: 42 people watching and it was my favorite was um Hyperpixie uh from Tales as well. She she took a picture of the directory because we were the, so my stream was just titled like 26th anniversary because it happened to be the 26th anniversary of arena and there were i think there were 42 people watching arena and every one of them was in my stream watching as one big group trying to figure out these crappy like door riddles (laughs) (laughs) the amount
0: uh, of door riddles in that game it's surprising.
3: it's shocking (laughs) it's shocking (laughs)
0: Yeah, that's super cool, man. And I remember, like, seeing the tweet of it being the anniversary. I was like, dude, the Votus has to stream today.
2: <laughs> yeah, th- to be fair, I didn't realize it until you messaged me that it was the anniversary. And I was talking to UESP, and they were talking about Arena, and I didn't make the connection. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, it's the birthday. I'm like, oh, my God, I do need to stream this. <laughs> like, that's an insult. <laughs> it worked out, man. Yeah, yeah.
0: So speaking of all this cool stuff that is incorporated in eso when you play what's your favorite race just like you know because you want to do a build and be super meta and what's your favorite race as far as the lore
2: so lore wise i actually kind of like to jump around as much as I'm like an ep psychopath where <laughs> it's blood for the pact or nothing um I'm pretty much all encompassing with this like I think the races all combined to make it like, pretty cool as a a world. Um, Nords are pretty cool. I think Bretons are neat. Um, But, like, the Khajiit and Argonians are super unique. So I I love all the different races. However, I only really run one character because I I don't like to do alts whenever I play the games. I just kind of play one character. And I usually just pick a different race each time just to kind of, like, experience the different ones. And I'll kind of just do everything I can and try to be as overpowered and off the wall as I can with that one character, which is a little tougher to do in ESO unless the game's constantly being balanced and they don't want you just breaking everything. Um so for for a long time being a Nord uh so I'm a Nord Dragon Knight tank but i mean like tank as much as i play a tank and do lots of weird stuff with it but <laughs> i am a tank i uh <laughs> for a long time i was hyper hyper not meta <laughs> because <laughs> i got a damage uh resistance but otherwise nords were kind of bottom of the barrel on on pretty much everything but then when we got that over uh, what was it the race change thing last yeah. year
0: was that last Sud- year was i think that was merkmeyer
2: was that merkmeyer i can never yeah, remember if it was merkmeyer at the start okay so when that when that pass went over suddenly people were like oh wow nords okay so Nord nords get some alt regen and they're still pretty durable and then like as time went on everybody just like okay now nords are awesome so so four and a half years of being hyper unmeta, and now I am officially meta without changing anything. <laughs> nice. nice. Yeah. So it's pretty satisfying to be one of the meta classes, but yeah, I'm a pretty hardcore Nord in this game, which I like.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, man. I mean, you are part of the Skyrim fashion. I mean having this I didn't even write this one out, but it's making me think, what made you choose EP? Because when I first started the game, I was like, Oh man, this is Skyrim online. I wanna to go to Whiterun. So I chose EP, the first character, but I eventually was like had friends that were like, No, 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 you have to come play on this one to play
2: with us. So I was like, Oh, okay, I don't know what this game is. <laughs> So When I first started, I don't play MMOs. (laughs) So I was kind of like, what am I getting into with this game? Um, I was looking at the different things and people were at the time because it was like shortly after launch, I saw what it looked like in beta, but I didn't really play it very much. And then right when it launched, I started messing with it. So everybody had their whole meta ideas. And at the time, I think it was Orc was considered like, oh, man, you want to be you like being durable because again i didn't even know what a tank was because i had never (laughs) played an mmo so i was like i I don't know i like getting hit a lot and not dying people like oh, orcs will be great for that so i i made an orc and i was like messing around with it and i'm like this is pretty cool and stuff and i noticed the banner in the background for your thing and that's when i actually looked up and read the story of the three alliances as nerdy as that is and i was (laughs) like Oh, okay. I was like, these guys are pretty cool, but this Ebenhart pack thing seems real sweet. So I deleted (laughs) that dude and made a Nord instead. Even though people like, dude, that class is gonna suck. You're garbage if you do that. And I was like, cool. I'm gonna be garbage, and I went with the Ebenhart pack anyways.
0: Ah, so it started very early, you being like, I'm going to prove people wrong. <laughs> yep.
2: Yeah, I, I tend to do things that are probably not very bright and make my life much harder just to prove that if you're actually skilled, you can definitely do it. <laughs>
1: all right. So you are the master tank. Are there, do you play all the roles or just the tank?
2: <laughs> so recently i've been messing around with dps um more so it started as a very long running joke that has kind of gotten out of control with guarnier um (laughs) which is a parody of arcaneer from uh (laughs) is another host he doesn't like guars um i made an actual version of him in game as much as i could make it look like him (laughs) and all he does is just dance around on Guar's with Guar pets. Uh, I named him Guarnir. People take pictures of him in zone and send them to the show. (laughs) He dances around on Guar's. (laughs) It's what he does. (laughs) Um, His life is devoted to the cult of the Guar. It's fine. Um, He's totally okay with it and it doesn't drive him insane at all. Um, And then once that joke kind of like well, other people seem to still enjoy it, but I was kind of like, oh man, I was like, okay, well, I'll just use them as a crafting mule anyways because that's kind of funny and it will make me money. And then I forget exactly how it started, but somebody like needed me to run something with them and they needed a DPS. I think it was like a trial or a dungeon or something like that. And I was like, eh, I don't really play those. Like I just test things when they come out real quick, but then I just go back to my one character. But I, I filled in on the thing. And it went totally fine. And I was like, well, you know, maybe I'll do this every now and then. It's just something different. Um, so I have completed uh, the Maw of Lorcage and Sunspire on Guaranir at this point, which real life Arcanir hasn't completed <laughs> Sunspire yet. So he was like, my fake character has completed a trial I haven't completed in real life on my character, which... <laughs> spurred me to actually start doing things on him so i'm learning dps on my joke character uh i went and got the since we're in the event now that empire roar achievement for like pieing people and then killing 10 people of the opposing faction in in cyrodiil um that's the title i gave him because i put him in cyrodiil and i just was determined to earn that title because i knew (laughs) new arc didn't have it um so yeah, that's my extent with, like, DPS stuff. Otherwise, my tank... Uh, I mean, I, I am a tank, and I can go full tank or whatever, but it's not really a meta build, and it it's kind of a hodgepodge of whatever the group needs. So I will shift on the being, like, half healer, half tank, or half DPS, half tank. So... Even though I'm a tank at heart, because I just don't like dying, my tank build is kind of like off the wall and weird. So I, I, I don't technically play a healer, but I do have like experience with healing. Like most of my emp push was me being a healer in Cyrodiil just because you can AP farm way quicker that way. So that's why I did it type of thing. But yeah, tank is kind of my go-to for all activities.
0: Nice, nice. so you bring up Goran here. I don't think I've ever heard you say this. What class is he?
2: Uh he is a Templar. <laughs>
0: a templar. Oh my god.
2: Uh-huh. So it's real easy to learn how to play him too. <laughs> there you go. Uh-huh. So yeah, that
0: kind of just numbers. worked out. He's
3: yep.
2: made dog really happy. <laughs> yep. He is uh he's he's currently a magplar. Um but yeah, it's uh I, I found out that uh, even being bad at DPS rotations, you can really look way more impressive than you probably have any right being on a Magplar right now or a Stamplar. Yeah. <laughs> Vampire Spain,
1: Entropy, and Jebs, it's all you need.
2: <laughs> yep, that's, you, that's weird. Charge. That's almost like my full front bar. <laughs> Oh, oh my yeah.
1: god! Templar.
2: <laughs> and, and
1: then Jesus beam. That's what that's my damage bar, on yep. my healer, and that's how I can do like twenty k to twenty five k
2: DPS. Yep, and on yeah, a dummy, I can do twenty one with Glorinir, which I was like, dude, I am a DPS. <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right. So Bob was, is having me test out all like the different kinds of healers. His favorite healer for of mine is the Sork healer.
0: Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I so much it's
1: all right so have you experimented with any uh other classes for tanking or just your dk
2: yes no so dk is my favorite um i have messed with a warden tank which i know people can do some crazy stuff with a warden tank i like warden tank as a off tank <laughs> more than a main tank um and i like specifically having if you know you can work with whatever that's the thing i like about this game you can kind of mix and match however you need and make stuff work but when my off tank is a warden that makes me very happy Uh, just because of like the toughness and all that stuff that kind of gets distributed to the group but i didn't particularly like being a warden tank it wasn't really my style um the other one is the Necromancer is a cool tank, but that move, the the, the pull move, uh, I wish I knew what the name of it was offhand because I don't play that very much. It's basically the same thing as the Monster Helm when... Yeah, the beckoning armor.
0: It, yeah, yeah,
2: that so that. Okay, I don't like how I can't really control that. Uh, that element of randomness really screws with me. Is the same reason I don't like the 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 monster set that does it. It's just it's weird. Um, so it's pretty cool. It's 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 definitely tanky, and that you can almost have some offensive power to it if you use that. What do you call it? Ultimate the um, bone colossus, whatever bone it is. Colossus or the
0: yeah. flesh colossus
2: uh oh okay so if it's on you and you're tanking the bone colossus is super useful if you're trying to just dump damage for people (laughs) and buff the group i really like the flesh colossus and then if you're doing it's it's really awesome because if you're doing prog stuff um the the uh, actually i almost said what it's actually called but the oh no res (laughs) (laughs) We'll keep that pg (laughs) um that is that (laughs) that is like one of the coolest ultimates in the game i think um which i honestly i that was probably my favorite part about the tank because like if i could pull that ultimate onto my dk oh my god i would love that so much so i think that has a strong potential of a lot of things i i I definitely like the necro tank i've never tried Sork tanking um one of I I I've never tried Templar tanking, although I know some people do like that. And as weird as it is, Nightblade tanking I've heard is very convoluted, but can be really effective. And actually, one of my child's guilds, the other tank is a Nightblade tank, so it's me on DK and him on Nightblade, which is interesting.
0: Nice. You know yeah. what's funny is what spawned this question of Dog saying I told him he should make one of every year later. uh <laughs> Graham heard that, Gramaton, our other friend, and he was like, oh, he's our tank. He's like, I'm going to make one of every tank. (laughs) And uh, so he has been going through it. And yeah, I've played with him on his Sork tank, his Nightblade tank, and Templar tank, all the ones you mentioned, as well as all his other ones, which have been very OP. But those three in particular, the un-kind of popular ones. Mm Mm-hmm. Surprisingly enough, the Sork tank and the Templar, or the Sork tank and the Nightblade tank, I don't mind, but I hate playing with this Templar tank.
2: <laughs> well, the Templar <laughs> thing, I know, because, uh, like I said, I don't really have experience with that. But um, uh, as far as I know, I would imagine resource management being a little trickier on a Templar tank. Yeah, um, that that would be my guess, just from how it, it works. Even though I can't confirm that because I haven't really messed with it. The Nightblade tank. Um, is just very weird to me (laughs) but like i said i've i've heard good things especially recently um and and like i said the person from my trials guild who plays it he 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 loves it and as much as i get punched in the face and soak the damage he's sitting there dodging it left and right and i'm like oh that's that's certainly an approach interesting so
0: yeah It was like he that was the one he also was like, you know, this Templar tank is just meh, like it's probably, yeah, lamest one. But he ended up going kind of like, well, he said, is it like more of a paladin route? And he was like healing, like half healing, Mm -hmm. half tanking, and he was like finding it to be more effective and he was starting to enjoy it more. So,
2: yeah, maybe more of a dual role thing as opposed to just a single, um like oh you're just hard tanking it's like okay well you could almost for a long time we our gimmick way back in the day was we would do three dps and just me and that was just how we did everything blind on the hard modes for like the longest time until it kind of became like this weird pseudo meta where everybody became elitist and stuff i'm like okay well that wasn't really what i was going for with that but uh (laughs) that's fine um but you kind of learn to dual role if you don't have a healer. So that's how I got started where it was like, oh, okay, well, our DPS isn't super, super high in this situation or whatever, because everybody's on the move. Well, maybe I can chime in. And it's like, it's weird when people see me running Villa on a tank, they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, it's fine. I'm just adding to DPS. Cause they're going to be on the like move a decent amount, but normally you're not going to use that. It has nothing to do with being a tank. <laughs> um, same thing. Like, a lot of people, myself included, it's it's great if you have, um, oh my lord, the Bloodroot Forge one that's been nerfed a thousand times. Why can't I think of the name? earthcore uh, Thank you, Earthcore. That's like such, I mean, obviously that's a, a sweet healer set, but like I run that on my tank a lot, especially in like Lair of Mars a lot, because you can like cleanse your own feet and you don't need to rely on a healer to do it. So like the hard mode poison dot on you you can cleanse off yourself so you almost become your own healer while you're doing it and stuff like that. So that's a good way of doing it for sure. Yeah. And
0: uh speaking of our buddy gramaton he actually wanted us to ask you, <laughs> what do you think of an AoE taunt in a in ESO? Uh,
2: weird. So I have never because I have so little experience outside MMOs uh in general. I've heard that it's kind of peculiar that ESO doesn't have a, an AOE taunt. But to me, I don't know. For, it seems like it would almost be... I would be fine with it personally, but it seems like it would almost be really a step toward making things a lot easier, which I don't know if they're necessarily trying to do because... They keep changing stuff around so that all the roles have a little more purpose. And in ESO, when you're a DPS, you kind of can't just sit there. Like part of it being dynamic is you've got to move around and attack while also not getting your teeth smashed in. And the tank's job is to position stuff and also pull everything. Having an AOE taunt seems like it would almost just make the DPS get super stagnant. It, if, if I would, uh, see like an area like i'm thinking of something like black rose prison if i could just aoe taunt all of that trash at once that almost seems like that would make the difficulty of that arena totally different than how it's programmed as is so i don't know that seems like that would be a huge shift to the game if they ever gave us an aoe taunt
0: I think that's how he also feels about it and I'm mm-hmm. in the same boat when it comes to tanking because my thing for tanking is already like it's like unless you are the bad awesome tank that's just giving your group every buff how you're <laughs> supposed to. I mean, a lot of lazy tanks are just like taunt sit.
2: Yeah. So, and, and that's I mean, that's how to be like, I mean, you're technically tanking yeah that's
0: good enough yeah i mean you
2: can get through regular type of content like that but if you're doing vet hard modes and some of these vet arenas and some of these vet trials part of your job is you get the most important crap first and then you need to try to pull the other stuff of lesser threat in and control it and the dps needs to watch and when you're kind of referred to as a good tank or a bad tank it's can you keep stuff constantly pulled in even if it's just physically with like chains or a silver leash or something like that to get it off your teammates as well as also keep buffing your teammates like it's almost like a, a you're trying to juggle all of the things of positioning and trying to buff everybody else and also not get your teeth knocked in at the same time so it's like if you have an aoe taunt you've essentially eliminated positioning from that equation because you can just do it once stand there and just drop an aoe taunt every now and then and you've only got two jobs now instead of three
1: nice nice so what are your favorite tanking sets All right, and like what do you run do you like swaps file depending on like the situation
2: yeah i i mean i definitely do but like my my favorite go-to's are battalion defender and yolacrin currently um battalion defender i i actually talk about a lot because it's not a super popular set it's a cyrodiil set to begin with so it's well a pvp set i mean you can get it out of anything pvp um yolacrin's from the style it gives you um the ability to uh you take 5% less damage cuz of the aegis shield or whatever and it gives you some health and um by puncturing which is basically your job as a tank <laughs> to puncture things it gives a damage buff to the group which is really cool and it goes up to 12 people battalion defender is a couple stamina buffs but it's really the the five piece which is so weird um and it's very useful i might be replacing it with the hilti set or hit Hilt, i don't know whatever the one from ice reach he is he okay that one <laughs> i might be doing something with that because it's very similar but the idea behind battalion defender is every time you block and it has a one second downtime which is essentially like okay you, i guess if you're getting spam machine gun fired you're gonna get hit more than once a second but essentially you have almost no downtime it will heal you or it will heal anyone within 15 meters of you that has the lowest health out of the you know group it can target pretty accurately so it just goes for lowest percentage so it's an auto detecting heal set that heals every time you block which as a tank you're blocking a lot um and if you put focus into healing given it modifies the set so the way I have myself set up is when I'm running that and I'm blocking I'm essentially giving either me or somebody within 15 meters of me 5000 hit points every second that I'm blocking and being hit so I'm basically like a mobile heal station while doing other stuff and if you block cast and stuff like that it's like you can essentially be doing two things at the exact same time so
0: I will personally tell you, I think you're going to probably end up staying with that one because I ran a dungeon with someone running Hedy and mm-hmm. the uh, circle on it is, it's pretty much so you know ice reach when the fire pops up on you to do the stranglers is that that circle yeah that's the oh rip
2: nope (laughs) yeah (laughs) hard (laughs) Nope.
0: yeah so it's like way too it's a little it might be a little bit bigger like i don't know if you have tried the uh other new set grave guardian
2: i have not
0: Graham has been wearing that on some of his tanks, because mm-hmm. it, it's an unnamed uh, resistance buff, which allows it to oh, give... Oh, interesting. Yeah, so when uh, me and Dog get our, you know, major whatever resistances, then mm-hmm. when we're standing with him, we almost have like tank level resistances. It's pretty wild.
2: Oh, okay. but
0: I gotta look into that a little bit, maybe. Yeah, but the circle is also small, but, mm-hmm. you know, since we're all very, like, you know, we know what he's wearing and where we need to be. Sure. We could be in there, but, um, yeah, the circles on both of those, they're both really good sets. They're both a little small.
2: Okay, which kind of explains why it's balanced as opposed to, like, that. that's the thing, is I keep subtly waiting for them to nerf Battalion Defender, but, like... The only time I've ever seen that set mentioned is if you, you had mentioned Alcast earlier. If you look up his black rose prison guide, it's actually listed as one of the alt sets specifically for that place because it's so brutal. (laughs) Um, And it's funny because that's the only time I've ever basically seen it referenced. I love it because 15 meters, when you think about it in a radius, that's actually a pretty decent area. Yeah, it is. The thing is it never goes to waste because it's, it will auto target whoever has the lowest health in that 15 meters. So if it's just you in that 15 meters, you're still hitting yourself with whatever the dot is. I know there's some people that have gotten, I think Alcast has one thing where he might've gotten it up to about 7k. Wow. When he was fully specced into just healing, but generally you're not going to get quite that much. It's you know, three to five or something like that. But like, three to five ticks. it's like okay well every second obviously you're blocking um like in unhallowed grave since that dude hits so hard on hard mode um one of the things that's nice is when he tees off on me with that like ghost hand thing that does like forty thousand damage it follows immediately up when he's like whacking me with light attacks i'm basically going up in health without self-healing just because of that set
0: nice yeah
2: so like sometimes it can recover if you get hit by a lot of trash uh, which is super super useful because something like black rose prison you get spiders and also it's a stuff spitting garbage at you which they're not supposed to really be doing lethal damage but when it's negating it's almost like a permanent negate because it's just giving you health back if it doesn't do at least the amount of damage that you're getting healed every one second so i i swear by that Sad. i think it's wicked underrated and really really good but at the same time not a lot of people know about it so i guess maybe they're not going to nerf it maybe i should just shut up about it and stop telling (laughs) people about it so then it doesn't get nerfed
0: (laughs) yeah you probably should yeah so we're gonna actually you know just
2: delete that just edit all that out there you go (laughs) i got you back don't worry (laughs) nice nice but um no, so th- that's like um, that's like my my go to combo, and then I change my monster set based on what people want. If they want more resources, do they need? Do I need a ton of health? I can use like Chuden or something. You know, do, do they need extra healing? Do, you know, do I need to use Earth Gore? Um, do I need extra resources? I can use Stone Keeper, Stone Shaper. I never remember the name of that set. <laughs> uh, the one from yeah. Frost yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stone Keeper. Okay. Yeah. I never remember if it's a Stone Shaper, I think, is a boss. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, like the monster set, I flex much more. And then, if tr- you know, that's like my dungeon go to or my arena go to usually. um If people need me to just nuke stuff, like we're just going for a speed run, I can throw on Alkosh uh, or uh, Torg's Pact to crank stuff up. But again it's kind of on an as-needed basis same thing in in um trials you always want a set of ebon because that is everybody likes health and when you're in a trial that's a lot of health (laughs) um but yeah my i would say my absolute go-to like if just given an any four player instance type of thing i love using battalion defender uh perfect perfected if you can get it um which actually i don't even have i have four pieces of perfected i think i don't even get the fifth piece buff because i've never gotten a fifth piece yet um and then just mix mix and match for my monster set
0: yeah i remember that i used to be a little bit of a crybaby about people not wearing evan (laughs) Evan? (laughs) and then graham had to sit me down and be like look dude if you need 1K health to be yeah. this hard end game content, it's, then you're yeah. not doing something right. Right, and I was it's like, you're
3: right. It's, <laughs>
2: it's good in trials because you're dishing out so much extra health to the to the group or whatever, so that's mm-hmm. fine. And there's occasions for it, but it's definitely I personally feel a little more of a. You're getting the feel of stuff, so 1,000 like 1,000 health can help you, but like right. a lot of the the DLC dungeon dude 1000 health ain't gonna keep you alive when you take 44,000 damage from something (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's not
0: gonna make the difference
2: it's like great so your husk has an extra thousand points on it you're still super dead twice over (laughs) like
1: if not three times
2: (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) what is the simulacrum thing in vet scale color peak I think think it's 893,000 damage if you don't clear them something like that yeah that sounds about right (laughs)
0: so as far as you tanking are you hip with this uh back bar staff meta or are you still uh both sword and shield
2: (laughs) so it's pretty funny um being that i consider my role like dps i think kind of since they're the ones that push through the content it's it's uh healers and tanks that kind of support that as part of the group so if people want me to use a <laughs> staff on the back bar, I will, and I will hate it, but I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> I actually do not like doing I am like s- definitely one of the minorities that's, I'm like, I will do that. If people w- would like me to do it for off balance or whatever, that's fine. Um, or, you know, uh, the elemental thing, like any of that stuff, it, that's fine. Uh, I will cast that and I will do that if people want. But most of the time, I I would rather do dual sword and board personally or if we're going for a speed run. <laughs> um, sometimes, especially if we're doing something or uh, a lot of the DPS like maybe are new to it or trying to get their feet wet, like get used to it. <laughs> I'll actually use uh, what I do for PvP, which is I will have a sword and board on the front and I will do a two hander on the back. Um <laughs> just, just so I can join in and we can burn through stuff quicker. So
1: yeah. I'm the same way though. Like I really don't like the frost staff on the back bar. It's I prefer yeah. the
2: two
0: sword and shield. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go, people. You don't have to do the meta. You could still...
2: <laughs> Yeah. I mean there's nothing I technically haven't beaten yet. Um, and I'm not meta, so it is possible. <laughs> Might not be bright, but it's possible.
0: <laughs> we are talking to the dude who has gone through Vet Maelstrom you on a tank. <laughs> well, that was just dumb, but... <laughs>
2: I don't was know it wasn't your
0: that... best choice, but no, the story lives on. <laughs> yep,
2: I was going to say, that was a hard, dumb decision, but I don't like being told no, and then when I was told you can't do it on a tank you need to make a new character. I said, that's weird because I need to get all the achievements on this character. So we're going to have to go through it. Woof. <laughs> <laughs> that it, I don't, I don't actually know. Cause I, I try to keep the story relatively PG most of the time for stuff, but I'll keep it swear free, but I'm pretty sure that's actually one of the only times I've ever broken a controller. And it wasn't oh, out oh, of, <laughs> it wasn't out of frustration. It was when I beat it. I jumped up and spiked it against the ground so hard it exploded. Um, (laughs) And then it was real awkward because I couldn't get my treasure because I was like, oh, I don't have a controller. So I had to sync a different one to it. I was like, well, that kind of ruined my moment of triumph because I'm stupid, but uh, yeah, that's...
3: (laughs)
0: wow dude that is hilarious (laughs) i haven't broken a controller since like gamecube but man i remember the feeling too it's just (laughs) like you're staring at it like man i wish i could rethink this decision (laughs) there were
2: a couple people in my group chat because for whatever reason people were in game chat with me while i was doing that which i was like this is just a string of incomprehensible swearing as i fail just hundreds and hundreds of times for like a month I was like, why does anybody want to listen to this? But people would invite me to chat and they're just like, ah, it's funny. Like, you're never gonna be able to get past that rink of frozen blood. And I pretty much agreed with them for a while. But like <laughs> the um that final you guys have both done VMA, I assume. Yes. Okay. So when you have to go up top, yes. and this is what I always say is the hardest part about doing it on a tank, is you have essentially trash for damage, obviously, because that's not your role. When you go up there, you usually leave dots on the crystals because I do know how to do VMA as a like proper thing. Mm-hmm. You drop dots on the crystals. You stay behind the wall so that you can get back down to the lower level. And generally, like people are like, oh, you know, you go up, and if you have slow DPS, you kind of do it in a couple rotations. Like, oh, if you go three times, you break all the crystals. That's fine. If you have like a, a not great damage, I think it's been it's been years now because it was when morrowind was out was when i did it but i think i had to successfully go up and down to break the crystals dodging the um crematorial guards those big old daedroth i think i had to do 17 flawless rotations before i could crack all the crystals um, oh my god because <laughs> i do an embarrassingly low amount of damage where people are like oh yeah if you low damage like you know 15 20k you can have to do some decent rotation well when you do 4.5k it takes really <laughs> a long time to break those crystals <laughs> do you happen to remember what's
0: did you just leave your tank sets on like did you change I had anything
2: plague doctor oh you know what it was i had plague doctor Viper's Sting, which used to be the old (laughs) PvP Some Fungal Grotto sets. Yeah, some Fungal Grotto sets. I told you this was a long time ago. Morrowind was the new hotness. Um, Yeah, your
0: CP must have been like 500, 300. uh, Was it five? I think three was when they took veteran ranks out. Yeah, veteran ranks
2: out. Yeah, I wasn't CP. It wasn't veteran ranks anymore. I'm trying to remember. It was in
0: between three and five, I would. Assume. Yeah,
2: I, I feel like it might have been five ten at the time. Actually, five ten
0: sounds like a a good one.
2: Yeah, I think that was when I did it, and I was CP Cap for the time being with it. But yeah, I think it was Viper's Sting, Plague Doctor. Ah, uh, I don't even remember what my monster set was. <laughs> I have no idea what my monster set was. Was Villadreth out at that point? Because I love that set, but I'm not even sure that existed when I did that.
0: I think it was, because that is one of the original yeah, that's right. DLCs. Yeah,
2: and that was one of the original, because the original setup, which is why I mentioned the Viper Sting, was Viper the Sting, poison. Villadreth, and Black Rose. That combo was like everybody in Cyrodiil all the time, sword and board, just you <laughs> use that or you lost. <laughs> But yeah, that, that was my that was what I remember, I believe, I had as my build and it was it was rough.
0: <laughs> I love how you could have just gone, you know, full on like Stam DK or something. Oh yeah.
2: Like, had I not been a complete moron, I could have just respected <laughs> too and been like, you know, I'm gonna put all this into stamina, it's still on the same character. I don't need to physically do this on a tank. Right? I could just respec, <laughs> but I'm like, no, I need to do this on a tank.
0: <laughs> well the enthusiasm is great
1: <laughs> yeah i did vma on my healer and that was uh that was before i like upgraded my damage uh after like uh what was it skill collar p because we needed like a little bit more damage to mm-hmm. destroy the crystals and the uh
2: bone classes that spawned up it's so, mm-hmm. yeah fangler oh, yeah yeah fangler yeah, yeah. yeah f- well fangler hard mode's a Oh, we learned a lot. Uh
0: huh.
1: Yeah, like those crystals took me, I think, six or seven times on my healer, so I was definitely with there. <laughs>
2: yep. No, so that's that. Yep, absolutely. It's totally doable, but it it comes down to you can't get by any mechanics. You need to literally just become one with the mechanics so that you never screw them up. <laughs>
1: yeah. Eventually, I got into the swing and. I was able to beat there for like three or four hours on the final boss, but
3: mm-hmm.
1: all right. So what type of shield do you go for when you might wield a sword and shield? This could be any game or any of the Elder Scrolls game. And then do you want something like fancy or like something like something big or huge or <laughs> maybe like a little bit of both?
2: <laughs> okay. So, for anybody who doesn't know How I build things or um, I am real bad At fashion scrolls online uh, Real bad <laughs> uh, So I am <laughs> So uh, In game I always have my heart packed shield Because I do like the big shields Because I feel like if you're throwing stuff at me I want to be able to block it I don't want some crappy buckler or something like that That you can <laughs> easily get around um, so tower shields big shields if i'm gonna have a shield shield right <laughs> um and in this game like i said Heart packed but uh, i love very much the glass style um in all elder scrolls games that's just like i don't know what it is about that style i just think it's like incredible looking and the first motif that was added via dlc uh was the glass style motif that wasn't in the base game it, it was like okay you know you've got your base styles for all the races and then the, the imperial one was the fancy gold one and then they put in like daedric and dwemer and stuff like that and then they dropped in like okay now is the glass one where you had to like do writs and you could get one tenth of one page and if you combine the pages you've got it's kind of like the welkinar style the way they have that get build but um since it has different weights in this game they had light medium heavy they've never had heavy in an elder scrolls game for glass so i actually still after six years wear heavy glass armor with an ebony helmet and an Heart packed shield
1: nice nice
2: uh, I've never actually changed off it. And a lot of people are like, why do you still wear that? Or I don't even know what style that is. And it's like, yep, because it's so old.
0: <laughs> so if you love uh, big awesome shields like that, the Daggerfall Covenant one must go right in your armory. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, that would really help your fashion trolls online. Like, who doesn't love the lion?
1: <laughs>
2: I see. <laughs> <laughs> we had to get. We had to get a Daggerfall coming in, choking <laughs> there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you guys are my second favorite alliance. <laughs> we feel
0: the love, honestly. Yeah,
2: I, I always have an uneasy truce in Cyrodo with Daggerfall. It's just the Mary that I'm very vengeful against because no one likes the Thalmor. <laughs> no, except our podcast she loves the thalmor and she really does like you know it's been confirmed there's there's really no way out of it
0: (laughs) (laughs) i remember in uh vegas like she was so new to your guys (laughs) podcast and i had never like um like has he watched her streams really or anything yep. so i was like super nervous to meet her and now i'm <laughs> like oh man i i should have been like what's up but then i'm like i wouldn't have known what to talk about because the only thing i really know about her is she loves the ad yeah I mean, how are you supposed to relate to that i uh, exactly <laughs>
2: player i'm just kidding <laughs> unbelievable pixie <laughs> <laughs>
0: She does a good job, though. Oh, yeah. Even though
2: she's AD. Yep. She's our resident spy, but we still love her. (laughs) The spies, man. Oh,
0: I I mean, we only have a couple questions left, not to just bring up totally other things we don't even have thought (laughs) out. But what do you think of just because this popped in my head? the alliance lock stuff in Cyrodiil like are you for
2: alliance locking or you think it's you know I mean Uh, so I actually really like alliance locking because I hate when people just not even the spying thing because that's that's interesting just because I mean it's weird it's super super meta like in like well I mean there's spies in real wars so like okay that's whatever but my problem is that people are when they flip flop for like, oh, this team's winning, I'm just gonna piggyback here. Oh, this team's winning, I'm gonna just piggy I hate that. That's so lame. Um so that's why I'm in favor of the alliance locking thing. The 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 spying thing is also pretty lame. But I, th- I think there should be a way that if you get, like, enough votes and somebody's being, like, a scumbag and spying, you should be allowed to activate PvP on them. <laughs> um, <laughs> even if they're your- in your alliance, because it's like, oh, dude, that guy's yelling out, like, our commands, kill him. So, like, that would be kind of an interesting <laughs> twist. <laughs> that would be pretty funny. Um, but no, I- I'm I'm very much in favor of alliance locking just because I hate that. And whenever I've been with, you know, not just, group like overworld groups or pickup groups or whatever but like when i'm with my pvp guilds or anything like that i really can't stand when we're trying to coordinate with other guilds or something but we're using zone chat because you also want the randoms in zone to help even if it's just as distractions yeah but then you know, are a huge part of when they can it, the they randoms. really are so like you want to get as many people on the same page as possible but it sucks when you've got somebody like who who's been flipping sides, and it's like, oh, well, now he's on EP, so that he can give all the information to AD or something. It's like that's so lame. Like that's just so weak. So yeah, I, I'm all for alliance locking just because it eliminates all that stuff. And so many people don't really have much investment in the alliance war, which is fine. I mean, that's whatever. It's just one aspect of the game, mm-hmm. but it's like. If people aren't fighting for their side and they're flip-flopping constantly, it kind of takes away from it if you're actually into that aspect of, like, the three-banner war thing. It's like, "Eh, well, that's kind of lame when people are just like, oh, we're losing. Let's just go to this side. It's like, well, that's weak, so...
0: (laughs) Yeah, and I mean it's not even like oh our score is bad. It could be to the point where they're like, oh my, there's not a lot of like yellow ad on yeah, right now. So we I'm just gated gonna go play. So. Like red like, has the things. So, yeah, the map, mm-hmm. So I'm just gonna go play on there and score. Yep, like. exactly. Or you have players where it's like. Like, you know, me and Dog, we do M pushes and stuff. So we we'll, we deal with boosters a lot, too. And it's yep. like, you got these guys who are like, have the, all their friends on red. And they're like, oh, mm-hmm. you're like, and then they just hop on their red and go, like, come and try and kill us when we're taking stuff. It's like, okay. Like...
1: Yeah. <laughs> or we'll be sitting up at 800K. And next thing you know, like, this guy who is not even on the leaderboard is at like 10 mil. Like, that's
2: not okay. <laughs> Yeah, that's I I actually didn't even think. Yeah, the boosting thing's also super lame if that's I mean it's supposed to be coveted. Like that's you know, yes, it's obnoxiously hard to get just because of time and stuff like that. And almost you need your own set of politics sometimes just to get people <laughs> to not stab you in the back and stuff. But um yeah, that's that's like lame if the person just boosts his way up top. It's like that's again, I'm all for competition. I love that stuff, but you know. You got to have some degree of standards when you're doing something. It's like, and if you alliance lock, it kind of forces people to have standards, whether they want it or not. Right.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think that alliance locking is good. I heard a little something. I don't know where it's from, so I won't go super like this is for sure. But mm-hmm. I did hear alliance change tokens might be coming. So
2: I would super
0: be on board with that. If they do that and then lock down all of Cyrodo for alliances, I think that Mm -hmm. would be fair. Because then you could go play wherever you want if you so choose. But when you go, you can only play for one alliance. Yes,
2: I would love that. Because like that has long been a thing where I'm like, how can we not change alliances? Like That is nuts. (laughs) Because so many people... That I met later on are like, oh yeah, I play Daggerfall. It's like, cool, we can do all this PVE stuff together. And then mid year comes around and it was like, I'm going to destroy you. And they're like, I really wish we could group. It was like, <laughs> wrong, killing you. Like, that's how this works.
0: <laughs> Especially now when Battlegrounds are solo queue, because that right. was like the way you could PVP with your,
1: mm-hmm, other with your friends.
2: Friend. <laughs> now you can't do that. Now it's just like, <laughs> all right, well, I guess that's not a thing either.
1: I even tried to queue to queue up against Bob when he was streaming. And like, I got the same map, same death match, but we were on two different teams, like, like two separate matches. <laughs> I couldn't even like try to kill him or try to heal him. Game's but maybe,
2: trying to encourage he... you to boost.
0: <laughs> so we have just a very few questions left for you here, Lotus. Yeah, this no problem. it has been a great time. Um, one important question. This is extremely <laughs> important that we ask everyone. who's going to be on our show pvp or pve
2: can i just claim myself as an elder scrolls player because i think i probably (laughs) am pretty close to even in both categories (laughs) we will Um, accept it yes yeah I, I'm one of the few people who equally loves both sides of it. As weird as that is. <laughs> you
0: are, you live in the same realm as me and dog, man. I yep. love it. So I, both I, sides,
2: yep. I get in moods for one or the other where it's just like, Oh, do you want to do dungeons? It's like, no, I haven't set foot outside Cyrodiil or BGs in like two months. And other times people are like, you want to run Cyrodiil? I'm like, hell no. I want to do trials. Like, it's just, I, I've got my things. I like, I like every aspect of this game and sometimes it helps because when something doesn't work well not pointing fingers directly at Cyrodiil, <laughs> <see> but <laughs> <point>. <laughs> <laughs> but now's a great time to enjoy PvE
0: <laughs> right like and I mean I was just talking to robots last week about like how it's cool that a lot of the PvP stuff, like if you wanna good build some of the stuff it's like, okay, we'll go farm this dungeon and PvP. Mm-hmm. So you better be good at that too. Like Yes. You know, it ties in well and it really allows you to get into both. Mm-hmm. So it, they do that very well. But yeah, yep. I mean you can easily get stuck in one or the other. And I was even when you're thinking about it, I was gonna be like, Yeah, well,
2: when Cyradel sucks, like <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's why I like having all the aspects because it's like, you know, If dungeons are borked like what the when they were fixing the dungeon finder, it's like, okay, well, someone's making themselves at home in cyrodiil because like I can't group unless it's like a pre-made. And if people aren't on, I'm not gonna do a pre-made. So it's like, well, I'll just get in some PvP stuff. Like that's just it. It's like I like being able to shift. Sometimes I just want to do story. It's like, okay, well, I'm just gonna explore and do storyline stuff and quest around. It's like I like it almost comes across as two different games when you have so much stuff to do. Yeah. that's
1: actually one thing that i've noticed right now is like the dungeon finder at least on xbox is like kind of acting up it's like not like like i'd be queuing as a tank or a healer and like i just wouldn't be getting a queue for 10 15 minutes and it's like oh i guess i'll just do a random bg for my experience of my lobby
2: it's funny you say that i heard about that on pc as well and either i am incredibly lucky or that is not a thing currently on PS4 because our queue times are, like, maybe eight seconds at, like, longest.
0: Speaking of differences on PS4, like, how is Cyrodiil over there since uh, update 25 and the re-memory like thing?
2: So, I haven't been in Cyrodiil a ton recently because I've kind of been doing a lot of dungeons. Actually, I've been in Yeah, a the lot new of... dungeons came out as well. The, the new dungeons came out... And for whatever reason, well, actually it's probably because I have so much time. One of my big things, I don't get into trials a lot. Well, I mean, I do them, but I don't regularly run them because the time commitment is a lot of times. I'm like, okay, I can't sit around for an hour while we group and then be in a trial for two hours. And then like, okay, can we keep going? Cause we're making progress or whatever. And I'm like, I don't want to no, know. I don't have, I don't have this all the time. Like this is way too much, but yeah, I have that nothing but time about that. recently. <laughs> So I'm like, hell yeah, I want to do trials and get all these random achievements I don't have. Like, so I've kind of been in that more, but like the couple times I've been in, it's been whatever. The load screens are kind of long, but like it runs fine, I guess. I mean, it doesn't run better or worse for me, I don't think. It's just kind of been whatever. But the load screens in general are just kind of like, meh. I didn't notice them specifically being any different since that overhaul. And I haven't tried Battleground Solo Queue because I rarely solo queued, so it's kind of like weird. I haven't, I haven't made myself go in and test it. Maybe I'll do that tomorrow because I, I have not messed with that since it's solo only. Yeah, take Guaranir into some. uh, Oh yeah, that's yeah. (laughs) Oh man, if I could get that, what's that? Blood letter is that the one where you get blood letter a thousand kills. Yeah, get blood letter and then just show that to (laughs) Ark.
0: That's definitely one he doesn't have. I don't think he does a lot of PvP.
1: Alright, so like in your most recent uh Tales of Tamriel, I heard like you were talking about how you just let people run off and punch to their death. And then if you apply that to my eagerness to pull everything, (laughs) I think we would make some people have a very fun time in
2: dungeons. (laughs) I feel like that would be a very interesting combo. It's like (laughs) the killer's pulling everyone, the tank is asleep, like
0: And Bob is definitely dead in this scenario. <laughs> so Bob said
1: dives over. He's fallen. He's dead twice.
0: <laughs>
1: he well, fell we, again.
2: <laughs> we used to run uh dungeons on stream like all the time. That was like just my like when we had our consistent group, that was like one of the things we used to run all the time. I've got a new group that we've been like messing around with. I was telling you guys before the show, we just got all of them through uh three of them got their first uh, scale caller peak hard mode on sunday um so we went through that was that was a ton of fun but um it, it's <laughs> one thing i actually just learned is um if you link gear it shows the quality of the gear which i i never knew i just thought it showed the item itself um and i am notorious for going into dungeons without gear uh pff- fully repaired or just straight <laughs> up broken. Um we actually did several runs in scale card mode and they're like, you have to have broken gear. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. And they're like, you have to have broken gear. I'm like, I yeah, I have three pieces of gear broken. And they're like, why won't you just fix it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um it used to be a giveaway when i would have ebanon and the orbs would disappear and people were like your, your gear just broke <laughs> like no no it's fine don't worry about it because i'm cheap and i don't want to fix it um but i learned that if you link a gear they can see the quality of it because i we were comparing what sets so we could match stuff for the hard mode and i linked my gear and i gave myself away before we even started so i it was a learning experience and they're like why does all your gear say that it's at one to five percent i was like oh you can see that can you They're like it's right there it's like "Ooh, well <laughs> oh how about that <laughs>
0: Yeah, dogged constantly. Every time we're doing a dungeon, it's like. (laughs) We run people through dungeons a lot, too, because they're like, oh, can we, like, can I do this with you guys? And we're like, yeah, sure, let's Mm -hmm. do it. So it will be me and Dog to Graham, and this other person will be like, uh oh, like- where's dog Graham's like, if you don't see dog, then he is like half the dungeon ahead, and he will be pulling a parade of ads back, like don't worry, he'll be here soon, and he'll have a whole party to come hang out with you. No, yeah, I bring you the armies to us,
2: just always going for that speed run. That's all
0: yeah. that's what he blames it on, even though sometimes I argue that.
3: In the middle because of a node, we'd be
0: all right, anyways. But no, gotta do the whole thing.
1: <laughs> I will say, I've definitely pulled all the ads at Blackheart Haven a couple times, and it's uh, that definitely isn't as helpful, but it's so fun.
2: <laughs> oh man, there's so many, it's amazing that the frame rate there doesn't tank worse if you get that whole pirate right. on top of you. <laughs>
1: All right. So on Xbox, we have like ComBans, which, you know, you can be reported or if certain words or images that they can also ban you. Have you ever been ComBan while talking to your friends or guildies via PlayStation at all?
2: I'm trying to remember what I typed. Um, Yes. Sometimes I type stuff and it totally just turns into stars. (laughs) And I'm like, what? Um, The only thing, it's not ESO, but it's Elder Scrolls related that is ban, ban, ban ban banable, I guess, or blocked. Uh, You can't type Bethesda in the Elder Scrolls Blades uh, phone game. (laughs) What? That is so weird. It censors Bethesda. (laughs) (laughs) because <laughs> i typed it once and it just came up as b and a bunch of stars i was like that makes that <laughs> word look way worse than you had just typed bethesda <laughs> yeah right
1: <laughs> i once got a, a weak combat because i sent a picture of a dead cow in eso it was like from one of the zones <laughs> and uh i sent it to a solo and i put a and i used the phrase there's been a murder and then like, I got a message oh, really? like probably like 10 minutes later. <laughs> it's like, oh, you wear combat. I'm like,
0: what? <laughs> like, wow. We still let Doc have it for that one. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's certain
3: murdering times, like, yeah, things.
1: I probably, yeah. should, I probably should have uh, been combat for that. I could see that. But that one is just like, no.
2: Like, yeah, that was my fault. <laughs> but no, I, I have definitely. I don't remember any of them specifically, but sometimes if I'm typing really fast. I actually wonder, like, was I banned because of what I typed, or because I typoed into something <laughs> way worse? <laughs> but like, sometimes, yeah, in it's never really in zone because I don't talk to a lot of people in zone. But in guild, sometimes it'll just be like, whoop! It's like, okay, whoops, <laughs> my bad.
0: Okay, so, well, half a last question because dog dog goes deep on this, but. <laughs> Okay, so we bo- we all play on console, which is kind of a rare thing considering all the content creators and Very podcasters. Very rare
2: yeah. <laughs> in the grand scheme yeah. of things. We might have the biggest population, but there's the least of us making content.
0: <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. And we don't even really mention it too often because, honestly, ESO for us, it just feels like the same uh, mm-hmm. for everyone, so... But one thing that isn't the same is these freaking PC players and their cheater add ons. (laughs) Um, Yeah. (laughs) Did I say cheater? I bet to think that. I'm just kidding. But, um, banned. So, (laughs) (laughs) what if you could choose one add on to bring to console? What would that be?
2: (laughs) Oh, man. So, this is going to be the dumbest answer but i actually know because there's only so if i ever get the ability to switch to pc because my pc is way beefier than my ps4 and would run this game real nice um there is only one add-on i would get and that is the oblivion ui add-on where it changes your ui to look like you're playing elder scrolls 4 oblivion
0: (laughs) (laughs) dude that is so awesome
2: Yep, it's like the parchment pages and stuff like that. That would be the add-on I get. It's totally cosmetic. It gives me no bonuses And right. I, yeah, But it's like, nope, that's what I want. I want that right now. It looks gorgeous. I saw, um, oh, who was it? I think it was Burt who was using it. Oh, and Bert Furkins does
0: use it. That's yeah, right. He I seen Jibs using it, it the other day too.
2: Yeah, I think he might too. But yeah, Bert originally was the one who I think it was that was like, dude, check this out. I was like, no way. Is that a... Because I I love the old parchment style. The Skyrim thing is fine, and obviously ESO is a modified version of the Skyrim one, but it's, like, too clean and almost looks kind of gamey, whereas Morrowind's is a little busted, but it's the same principle, and, like, Oblivion's is, like, same thing with Blades, actually. I like the parchment style thing because it looks like you're in an old journal type of thing.
0: Yeah, that... It's pretty awesome. I would That's take cosmetic. cool that you really went full cosmetic. <laughs> yep. Because me and Dogden talking about it earlier both like, when Step Brothers, like, three, two, one, Rick Crafter thing. <laughs> like <laughs> the, to to the thing ability like, to press uh, a yeah yeah I, I mean that one
2: definitely that 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 is a gameplay thing that is i can definitely understand the appeal of but yeah i actually don't know if i would use any um gameplay altering any things i would just probably just get that one
0: yeah that and that's a only thing about add-ons is that it's a very, like, skating on thin ice for me. I'm like, I will probably hate the add-on unless it is very, like, you will not even, like, pretty much, it barely changes the game. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, personally for you, it doesn't make you do anything better. But I guess also, if we had the PC load times... <laughs> Probably the RIT thing wouldn't even be necessary for me because it would balance out. But. Also valid. <laughs> <laughs> With the console load times trying to do RITs on 10 characters or more. Like some people would go all the full Oh 15, yeah. 18. Well, maybe so.
2: maybe we'll get Lucky and the cold storage upgrade that's still coming. Uh, I have
0: faith in all of the updates.
2: Yeah, I'm really hoping the cold storage thing might actually work on some, because then it's not loading so many things from the database. That one functionally, I mean, I am not a coder, so I don't understand <laughs> a lot of their technical stuff, but that one, like even I understand like the concept behind it. So I'm like, oh no, I totally can see that making a pretty good difference, at least for logins, logouts, stuff like that.
0: Yeah, it's true. I was looking through my character list the other day, and there was one of my characters that hasn't been logged in since 1,040 CP. <laughs> Considering you all just know how we were like, <laughs> we no CP comparing is 1,200. CP. <laughs> 200 CP at that level does not. Is yeah, not that's a quick thing. That is a so slow it's been grind. been quite a while. <laughs> That character would be probably in the cold side of the story. Most so. likely. <laughs> <laughs> I think it deserves to be. And if we could get anyone's characters who are never being played into a thing where it's not taking up current data, that's that's
2: exciting. So Yeah, definitely.
0: I think that they did good with update 25 and... I of course, the thing is, you try and tell people about it, and they're like, "Oh, so it's gonna be like better." And I'm like, "Well, you know, like, I, I yeah. like it's gonna be different, like change slightly. I don't know if you are gonna feel it, you
2: know." Right. I don't.
1: I don't... felt some improvements, but so yeah. some stuff.
2: Yes, some stuff. Yeah, like right. the block glitch is very weird where it looks like you're just blocking forever. I felt. Yeah, you, the changes always
0: bring problems. Too. They
2: they definitely do. And I mean, like when we did because you Suspective. guys were doing it at the same time as uh, we were when we did the console launch day of Harrowstorm. Mm-hmm. And you guys ran the dungeons blind. And it was funny because <laughs> me and some people decided, well, we're going to run a blind, too. Um, yeah. And you were streaming it, too. Yeah, I was streaming it right out the gate. First thing I do is I put up my block to test the timing on it and the block sticks. And I get on my mount and I'm <laughs> running around with the mount with the block symbol out and everybody in chat's like, "Well, this is a good performance patch." I was like, "God damn it." <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> um, I mean, it, it it doesn't actually do anything. It's just a visual problem. But it, it it's just like that's not I I don't think I was doing a great job selling it when I'm like, oh, that's not a great (laughs) way to start this at all. But um, the only thing about it is I don't like how you used to be able to just hit block real quick to jump off your mount and sometimes get to places you weren't supposed to be. And now you've got to kind of like slow your mount to a stop or use uh, like a spell or something or an ability, which slows me down and I don't like to be slowed down. I like to sprint all the time.
1: Can't you still light attack, or
2: does it still Yeah, you can. Attack? You can light attack. It's one of those things where it's muscle memory. I now need to use my right trigger instead of my left trigger because I've always just done left trigger because I don't prevent innocence from being attacked. So yeah. I go into town and up. Oh, well, now I have a bounty and that dude's dead. Like I'm like, at least when I blocked, I didn't kill anybody.
0: Yeah. <laughs> is it still? So that's funny you bring it up because I actually wanted to ask you: Is it still like that? You can't get off by blocking.
2: Uh, you need, if you're going full speed, no. Like if you just hold block, you don't that's do anything.
0: what it might, be. so
2: I, I think remember that's you talking about that, to, and yeah. I've been
0: trying to, so it's really weird on Xbox. It's like, I don't know, it feels like the game is almost full freaking out yes like, it kind of yeah does. okay yeah so you're feeling it too because i'm like hitting like the shield and shield and i'm like is the game lagging or freaking out And like it won't work and then like the third time i press it it works and i'm yes
2: like, and it, whoa, i think what? it's based on your speed because when you start doing it you're slowing down so i think mm. it might be if you're going too fast but no i know exactly what you mean because like if you keep doing it eventually it works but if you just do <laughs> it the first time while you're sprinting your guy just, just continues on his way it's like yeah good story i'm just gonna keep doing this now it's like all right and you have
0: to wonder to yourself like did i press it yeah it's like <laughs> did i, <not>? like, <laughs> did I, did I forget happening? how to left
2: trigger like what is <laughs> happening
0: okay i'm glad that it's the same over there because i mm-hmm. was like the moment i started noticing it i was like dude lotus talked about this and i was like but it still <laughs> kind
2: of
3: works. Like, exactly. Yeah. It's so weird. It's, it's a really just weird very feeling. uncomfortable
2: feeling.
1: Uh, one of the things like I really noticed with this patch, though, is like you can sprint through cities, 60, 60%, 60% mount speed and rapids. And it's just nice. Cause you, like, normally if you do that. You get three load screens and probably. Mm.
2: <laughs> yup. <laughs> yeah. I, I appreciate not having a load screen in Mournhold when I'm dropping off my Ritz. Yes. Like walking Just... through the front door and past the guard, and I don't need to load the game. <laughs> that is very yeah. refreshing.
1: All right, so last question Do you think we'll ever see the Xbox and PlayStation servers combined? Like maybe like this could be like two, three, ten years from now. <laughs> so
2: I don't think I have been. A long proponent of this, and I'm pretty sure everyone at Zoss, in their infinite patience with me, is tired of answering my question of, Can we have crossplay now? Can we have crossplay now? <laughs> um, <laughs> I know that they're aware of it, um, <laughs> especially after Pax East when I was talking with them. I'm very aware that they're aware how much I want it, and I'm not the only person. <laughs> I might just be the loudest and most obnoxious about it. Um, I don't think we're ever going to get cross play personally. I think with the new consoles coming out in a, I don't know if you guys have played Destiny at all or Destiny 2. I think they're going to need to figure out some way to obviously with the new consoles coming, ESO isn't going anywhere. It keeps gaining players, which is is the direction you want for something as a a game, as a service. So this is going to keep growing until it finally like at least stagnates, which it hasn't even done that. They're going to need to find a way to port these up to the next gens from last gen, which they did with Destiny 1 when the expansion started to becoming too complicated for the old Xbox 360s or the ps3s so they would give you like a one-time upgrade back when it launched on console they did a copy from pc to the corresponding console of your choice if you wanted and were a pc player they're gonna need to figure something out and i know that it's kind of a complicated mess but i would love if they kind of use the same theory that destiny 2 has where they end up saving everything to their back end they have one file and you can bring that file to any console because it's on their end but you have to buy the content individually just for logistics of companies don't play nice that's fine or whatever because most people are subbed to eso so they just have access to it but if that ever becomes the case I am taking my PS4 and I'm going to PC where it is shiny and I can run it 140 frames a second or whatever nonsense people do there and get me some of that action. But I don't think we're ever going to get like Xbox versus PS4, like on Cyrodiil battlegrounds or anything like that. Unfortunately, I would assume and definitely not with PC with their add-ons because that's the keyboard and mouse debate isn't a problem for me. I don't care. I've been in tournaments with some people on keyboard and mice, and some people on controllers. It's just the add-on thing is a mess. So I don't know how yeah. that would work.
1: Yeah, I was thinking like if they ever did uh, some kind of cross play, it'd be if like Xbox and PlayStation servers are like dying off and like mm-hmm. they would have to somehow combine them to like, uh, you know, kind of boost up the population. Boost
2: numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah i don't i don't know like that's i'm very curious to see what the new consoles launching what their plan is going forward because obviously they can't just linger this game on last gen only it's gonna need to have a ps5 version and it's gonna need to have an xbox series x i'm bad with that name okay yes okay (laughs) so and i'm kind of hoping that it just becomes an all-encompassing thing as opposed to a if you're on ps4 you can move to PS5. And if you're on Xbox One, you can move to Xbox Series X. It's like, no, don't do that. Just let us shuffle around at that point.
1: Alright. So last uh kind of like mini question. If uh you know we were ever allowed to play together, would there be at least one campaign you would join the light side and be a part of the Daggerfall Covenant? Or
2: everyone
3: knows
1: <laughs> that the Daggerfall Covenant are the good guys.
2: Plus, you know,
1: didn't expose a certain Norn leader on the prologue quests on two different accounts.
2: Hey, I (laughs) look, I the call's getting all fuzzy. (laughs) I can't. (laughs) (laughs) Then, like uh, you know,
1: further, like the Pact Hero, he's kind of an evil guy in the trailers of ESO. He just killed the Breton hero. Well, look, all right, hero, him
2: we give everybody one quick chance to make their case and then we smash them if they don't. (laughs) It's why we may or may not not have slaves with half of our, or one third of our alliances. (laughs) Right. Right. I'm not saying we're perfect. I'm saying we're the best.
1: And then, you know, King Jorian did kind of made a mess of the collaboration to defeat Molag Ball and get the Alliance to send some troops up to Cold Harbor to defeat Daja.
2: I so. don't know about all this. This, is, this sounds like a little bit of heresy at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care for any of this.
1: But I mean, so EP really are the bad guys, but they're not as worse as AD because everyone knows. A like, glimpse of Thalmor in the ranks are, it makes just the whole thing like, complete. Yeah, no,
2: that's that's something we can all agree on. <laughs> <laughs> we might argue over who's in first and who's in second, <laughs> but everybody knows who's in third.
1: Fourth, <laughs> if you know, considering. Yeah, know, f- later, like, fourth, Bullock if we ball wanted
2: to. And you know what? And... Screw it. Well, the Imperials <laughs> will make casual Ranger happy. The Imperials can be third. <laughs> <There Yeah. laughs> you can't even be their alliance. They're always the bad guys. They're better.
0: Man, that was freaking awesome, Lotus.
2: Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me, guys.
0: Heck yeah, man! That was that was a crazy good time. Uh hope you guys all enjoyed this uh, craziness. we are just keep bringing, and we plan on it too. We got all kinds of other crazy stuff we're gonna try and make happen in the next month of craziness that we awesome. to deal with. So we're you know we're gonna keep things rolling. Um, Dogged. Why don't you let everyone know where they could yell at me and you if they want to in the show, etc.?
1: All right, you can find the show on Twitter at Red Diamond Cast. You can also find us on Facebook at The Red Diamond Courier. Our Xbox Guild is Heirs of the Red Diamond, which you can easily join on Robots Radio Discord found at robotsradio.net.
0: Which we have our own little space where you can come chill with us and be like, yo, yo, yo. Even Lotus is in the Robots Radio Discord.
2: It's true. I was going to say, everybody over there is super great that (laughs) that I've had the chance to meet and everything like that.
0: Yeah, so it's an awesome place with a bunch of people who you would be like, whoa, this person is here, this person is here. And you could talk to all of us. And if you are glancing through our show notes, you might notice a merch store link and a link to the uh content creator we have for our music so both of those we would be super appreciative if you checked out our merch store we have cool stuff you guys could get some red diamond swag and our music creator is a total awesome dude And he can do anything you guys want. Even Lotus loves Zara. I was about to say,
2: (laughs) just because I actually am on the show and I know I've told you off air, dude, I love your theme song. (laughs) So good. Yeah,
0: uh, the dude that made it was the lead guitarist for our band when we were, you know, fledgling artists. And uh, (laughs) he continued with music, and he did a great job. I I'm always over here like jamming out when I listen to it.
2: <laughs> no I, I i love it i think it's a great theme song
0: so as far as some more red diamond Courier stuff goes into before we do our personal stuff we haven't said it in a bit but it does mean a lot if you guys leave us a review anywhere you listen i know there's not a lot of podcatchers that do it but if you leave us a five-star review specifically on uh, Apple Podcasts, we will pick that up and shout it out. And we missed a couple. We we're a little bit late on this one. But Percy H, thank you, man. Thank you for commenting. He gave us five stars. And he says, such cool podcast. The two of you are really cool dudes. Which is pretty wild, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> he says... And he gave us some, you know, he gave us some constructive criticism as, as well. He's looking out for us. says he thinks that uh, we can improve it by cutting out some of the idleness. And honestly, I hope that you uh, are thinking of the first couple or listening to the first couple episodes when you say that. Because, yeah, there was, you know, this is, was a very new production at the beginning. But, uh, yeah, we're coming a long way, and he says, you know, uh, if you cut out some of the idleness, it really helps for the listeners and keep up the good work, and we will, Percy H. I am dedicated to uh, becoming the kind of editor that arc is for Tells of <laughs> and <laughs> Lotus constantly puts him through as much trials as he can.
2: Yep, yeah, he has to edit a lot of my Boston. <laughs>
0: So, uh, I hope that you were on episode, uh, you know, one through three, and by the time that you hear us shout you out, you're like, oh, man, the editing's crazy. I wish I had the skills to, like, make some kind of crazy, like, Percy H. The Dude kind of voice or something, but maybe we'll just go with that. I don't know. But thank you for the review, and anyone who leaves us five stars, uh, we will shout you out. and it helps our podcast and we super appreciate it. So, Lotus of Doom, the man himself. <laughs> Where can people find you if they want to shout at your face?
2: Um, I'm on Twitter and Twitch as Lotus of Doom. Um If you have any interest in checking out our show, we're pretty much everywhere except Instagram as Tales of Tamriel because that's actually not us, even though there is a Tales of Tamriel over there. (laughs) We recently found this out. They seem to be nice people, but it's kind of weird. (laughs) Kind of weird that we don't own that. That's strange. But um, yeah, and um, I, I am one of the people who manages the Tales of Tamriel Twitter. So if it comes across as... If it's, you know, one person talking to themselves on that account, like Goreth in-game, that's because three of us manage the same account, and now uh, we've kind of just started to run with that. But uh, yeah, so if you ever need to get a hold of me specifically, though, just look up Lotus of Doom, and that's most likely me, wherever that is.
0: And he's a pretty active dude on Twitter. He, like, you don't need to be uh, Yeah, that's afraid. my he's platform so of choice. yeah. And as far as the tales of Tamriel stuff, too, it's uh, they're an awesome podcast. Like I said, first (laughs) podcast I ever found, and Lotus has done his best to really bring all he can to it over the years he's been there. And they are really... They're hitting a, a stride right now. It's been a 2020 of you guys being on schedule, which is different
3: from it's,
2: 2019. It, it it is working with an eight-hour time zone difference for poor Arkanir is is definitely a challenge, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> I can um, imagine. But luckily, now that it's like kind of the new core team of us that's there. Um, it's been a little more functional just because the odds that at least two of us aren't available at a time, is pretty unlikely. (laughs) So it, it's kind of gone into a better situation of being on a consistent schedule again, as opposed to like, it, it, it's not to be like a bi-monthly podcast where it was like, oh, we got like two episodes a month. It's like, no, I, you know, we got a lot of requests that it was like, we miss having this every week. Like I wish this was weekly. So we are back to being weekly unless like literally there's just no way to make it work. So hopefully all goes well and we can keep providing people stuff during this uh, time where we need kind of more entertainment value, (laughs) I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely been our goal. The same is uh, let's do some cool stuff while we can and people could definitely use it right now. So, uh, you know, that's why we're putting it out there, dogged. What about if people want to be like, hey, dogged, I want to go get killed by you, pulling everything. In the <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, you can tweet me at Twitter on Dog Bark Twenty Four, and then I'm also on Xbox at no, Dog Bark Twenty Four, and then yeah, you can laugh as we kill Bob or kill Bob. Yeah, kill Bob. <laughs>
0: You're killing me every week, dude. They, this has to be a problem. I should probably check. You know, get something fixed about that. I didn't die in some of the dungeons you pulled. I'm just saying.
1: <laughs> I think it was that a uh, killer with the negate.
0: Oh my god! No, no circular no talk. No circular <laughs> talk. Me, I'm Bob Chinsky. Come find bait. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Xbox, you can come hang out with me, Bob Chichinski. Everywhere else, ESOPC, Twitter and Twitch, it's going to be Bob underscore Chichinsky. Always thankful when you guys come hang out with us anywhere. It means the world to see you guys say anything about the Red Diamond Courier. And um, Lotus is one of those dudes that always <laughs> is looking out for us. And uh, super appreciated. Always, man. Tails has always been there for us. And yeah, thanks for being on the show, man. That was
3: no, my fun. my
2: pleasure and happy to help whenever I can. I mean, I got help getting started years ago. So, I mean, if it's the least I can do, it's, it's, it's Hey, whatever. I'm happy to help in any way I can. And, uh, you know, I, I, as you know, <laughs> I listen to the show regularly anyways. So it's kind of neat to get to join you guys and chat for a while.
0: Yep. That's awesome, man. And, uh, Swells my heart a thousand times, like the Grinch or something. If you're actually more caught up on our show than I
1: am,
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well as far as that goes for us that's about it and uh, me and dog we'll see you guys next week and the next time we have lotus on we'll be able to talk about all kinds of you know more awesome stuff depending how long this goes you know a year and five years how long it yeah it feels like
2: Ho- hopefully by that point we'll be all on the same one unified platform we were just talking about
0: <laughs> yep. Come on, Zos, It's the least you can do for yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> How complicated
2: could it really be?
0: <laughs> all right, we'll catch you guys all next week, Lotus. Thanks for coming on. See you guys later.
2: Peace. See everyone. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Spark shows for interesting
1: people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. I'm Bob. And I'm Brad. We're lifelong friends and the hosts of the Film and Whiskey Podcast.
2: This is the show where each week we review a classic movie and a glass of whiskey. That's right. Every week we go in-depth on a well-known movie while sampling the best from the world of scotch, bourbon, and more. Because nothing goes better with strong opinion than equally strong liquor. Bob's a movie nerd. Brad's an average Joe. But together, we give fresh insights and hot takes on the world of movies and spirits. So check out the Film and Whiskey Podcast. Part of the Robots Radio Network.